Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I will continue to teach about the goodness of God. And the topic of the sermon today is good and evil. I will not be able to finish the whole sermon. I will continue next Sunday. Good and evil. How many people believe that God is good? I'm a believer of the goodness of God. I believe that God is extremely, completely, perfectly, exceedingly, always good. He is the good God. There is no evil in Him. And as Christians, we need the revelation from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God, what the goodness of God means to all of us. And not only that, we need to believe that God is good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Morning, evening, we need to believe all the time that our God is a good God. But it's not enough just to have the revelation and also believe. But we need to have experience We need to see and experience the goodness of God. One thing in my life as a preacher, I always tell God, God, before I preach any message, let me experience what the Word of God says. Because I don't want just to bring the information to you. You will never totally believe and you will never really grab the hold of the Word of God until you experience yourself firsthand what the Word of God means to your life. So it's good to experience the goodness of God, that He is so real and He is so good. In Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 to 2, King David talked about the goodness of God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. People who believe in the goodness of God. People who walk by faith are braggers. They brag on what God did, what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. If you really believe in God, believe in the goodness of God, you will brag on Him. Brag on His goodness. You boast in Him. Boast about Him. And many people may not like it. They may think that you are crazy. They may think that you are from the, the Mars and the moon, you are not real on earth here. But don't be intimidated. Don't back off from boasting and bragging about the goodness of God. And people who have a humble heart, people who are really sincere to meet God, will love to hear the goodness of God. People who are prideful, they don't like to hear about the goodness of God. You know why? Because they think that they can handle their life themselves. But for me, I cannot handle my life myself. I need the goodness of God every single day. Amen? So we can boast about the goodness of God. In verses 3 to 4, the Bible says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. The Bible says that when we approach God, When we believe in the goodness of God, He can deliver us from all fears. In fact, as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should not live in fear at all. There are different kinds of fears. Number one, the fear of God. The fear of God means to hate evil and to stay away from sin because we don't want God to be upset with us. That is the fear of God. But there is natural fear, natural fear such as you see a snake, and you don't like to be around a snake because you respect its ability to bite you and break your bone. So you stay away from the snake. That is a natural fear. But if you really become more like Christ, disciple of Jesus Christ need to be like Christ. You need to be free from all kinds of fears, including fearing of snake or afraid of snake. We should not be afraid of height. We should not be afraid of the closed space. We should not be afraid of being poor, being sick, afraid of a cold, a virus. 
I'm not telling you to be foolish to get close to the people who cough and and just breathe in what he's coughing. I'm not trying to tell you to be foolish. You need to be wise to protect yourself. But you should not walk around with the fear that oh somebody gonna touch my skin and the bacteria gonna be on my skin. You know some people are so fearful and of everything. We should not be afraid of anything. Can you picture Jesus walking around, covering and trembling with fear all the time? No, Jesus walk around with faith. He is not a fearful God. He is the God of courage and faith. And as we get close to Him, as we get to know Him more, we will not be fearful or be afraid of anything in our life. Amen. In fact, fear can be spiritual problem. Many people have the third condition called unreasonable fear. They are fearful of many things that they should not be afraid of, and the only way to be set free from fear is to put in more faith, because faith is opposite to fear. How do you build faith? You build faith by hearing and hearing of the word of God, and get to know God, and fill with the Holy Spirit, as you. Filled with the spirit of God, the Bible say that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. So when you are filled with the Word, you fill with the Holy Spirit. You have the power. You have faith, love, and sound mind, and you will not be afraid of anything. Amen. So get into the Word of God. Thank God for the MP3 and CD that you can get for free without charge in this church. Get all of those teaching. Listen and listen and listen again. Believe in what God say. Don't focus on the negative thing. Don't focus in the past. Just focus on what God can do, how good He is, and what wonderful thing He can do for you. And protect His protection. We just believe in the goodness of God. Amen. One thing that people fear the most is the fear of death. If you can be free from the fear of death, the devil will not be able to mess with you, because you will not fear anything else. As Christians, we should not be afraid of death, because we know that the other side of eternity is better than here. We're going to meet God for eternity, and we're going to have a lot of rewards over there. Amen. So we should not fear anything except fearing the Lord. Amen. Psalm 34, verse 8: Test and see. That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. The Bible says that we can test and see or experience for ourselves in this world now on earth before we go to heaven. The goodness of God in this life. In Psalm 27 verse 13, the Bible says, "I am still confident of this." I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We can see and experience the goodness of God now on earth. We don't need to wait to go to heaven first to experience the goodness of God. Do we have the responsibility to actively believe and expect to see the goodness of God in our life? Yes. God wants us to actively expect, actively believe that we're going to see the goodness of God every single day on this side of eternity, on Earth, right here, right now, in this planet Earth. We should expect to see the goodness of God every day. Amen. Yesterday, Pastor Dan and I went to exchange some gift at Bellevue Mall, and the Bellevue Mall was packed, no parking. We began to pray. God, you have goodness for us. We're gonna park close to the door, and right there, we drove in. Somebody back off. We park close to the door again. God is so good to us, even in the shopping mall. Amen. Right now, we can experience the goodness of God. Amen. But the key is to actively believe, actively expect to see and to test the goodness of the Lord. The Bible say that the word of God is like a medicine. It's a prescription. When you go to see a doctor, the first thing when you walk into his office or his room, he will not pull out the prescription and write right away. Is that right? What did he do? He would 
Ask your question and try to get the right diagnosis of your problem. After he get the right diagnosis, then he will write the prescription or medication on the piece of prescription paper, the right medication for your condition. If you have headache, for example, migraine, he may write imitrix for migraine because he wants to give you the right prescription. The Bible is the same way. When you face problem in your life, there are different prescription in here. I give you example. If you're sick, the prescription will come from 1 Peter 2:24. By His stripes we were healed. And if you don't believe in that scripture, there are more scripture in the Bible that you can believe that God is good. God is able to show goodness to you in the area of your physical healing. Psalm 91 verse 16, the Bible says, "With long life." I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So when you get sick and you're afraid of death, you can quote the Bible, the scripture, the prescription for healing. By his stripes, I am healed. Sometimes when I get sick, I drive the car on the freeway on 405, and I will say, I will announce, I will proclaim, and I declare, by his stripes, I was healed. With long life, he will satisfy me. And he will show me his salvation. I will declare the word of the Lord. Sometimes the idea comes into my mind, you're going to be in trouble. The economy gets bad. Now so many orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons come into the town now. They're going to steal all of your patients away. You will not have any customer anymore. Your practice is going to go downhill. Sometimes I heard that kind of voice. I'm serious. Because of human opinion and human uh, reasoning. But right away, I will pull out the prescription and say from the scripture that God will supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Amen? And then I pull out another scripture and I say, I am a tither. I give 10% to the church. And you say that if I tithe, you cannot open the floodgate of heaven and pull out your blessing that I cannot even have enough room to have it. And right there, God just feed me, God just send patients to me, and my practice has never gone down because I put out a prescription to receive the goodness of God into my life in every area of my life. We need to learn how to use the right medication for the right problem for our life. That's why we need to know the Bible. Amen? And sometimes... The reason people kind of give up and want to commit suicide or want to throw in a tower. I give you an example. If you get sick in the hospital and the doctor said that you have a terminal disease and you're going to die, I want to encourage you. Don't give up. But you will say that God is going to extend my life. And I expect to experience and see more of the goodness of God in my life. I'm going to live longer to receive the goodness of the Lord and use the good things that God gives to me to show good things to other people so that they will be saved through me. Because the Bible says the goodness of the Lord will lead people to repentance. So God, I'm not ready to die yet. Every time I get on the airplane and have a big bumping wind on the airplane and sometimes the fear comes in. Oh, I hope the plane is not going to go down into the ocean. I'm, I'm going to the mission trip. But then I say, I'm not done yet. I'm going to live longer. I want the goodness of God in my life. And I want to bring that good things to that nation, to Germany, to Japan, to Thailand, to Indonesia. I want to bring the goodness of God to those nations. Amen. Why don't you make this determination? Every day you wake up, I'm going to live a long life. I'm not going to receive more of the goodness of God so that I can give the good things and do good to other people that more people shall be saved. Set up your mind. That is your decision. I'm going to live a long life to do good things and to experience the goodness of God. Amen? More good things will come to you. In Psalm chapter 34, verses 12, to 14. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? 
How many people want to have life, not death? How many people want to have many days, not short life? How many people want to see many, many good things in your life, not bad things? Keep your tongue from evil, and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The Bible says that we should not live a life of we call maintenance mode, just day by day, status quo. Oh, just the same every day. We should live a life of expecting to see many good, live a long life, doing good. Pursue peace, and we need to live a life that being a blessing to other people. The Bible talk about good and evil here. The Bible say that if you want to live a long life, you need to keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceit. Depart from evil and do good. You can see two contrast words here: evil and good. Evil is the opposite of good. If you want Good. How many people want good? If you want good, you need to speak good. If you want evil, you speak evil. So this is the principle in the Bible. If you want to receive good, you need to speak good and do good. You reap what you sow. What does it mean, good? Good means pleasant, beautiful, valuable. Excellent, rich, prosperous, well, appropriate, beneficial, happy, honest, honorable, and right. That is good. What is evil? Evil is the opposite of good. In the modern language, we don't use the word evil that much anymore. We use the word bad. So instead of saying evil, we say bad. Evil is bad and hurtful. When something hurts you, something injures you, destroys you, damages you, we consider is bad. Is sickness good? The reason I love to be a doctor because I fight with evil. Sickness is bad. Sickness is not beautiful. Sickness is not pleasant. Sickness doesn't build you up. It tear the family down. Eat up your money. A lot of people lost their house, lost their marriage because of their sickness. I'm serious. This is true. That's why Psalm 41 verse 8 calls disease evil. An evil disease, they say, clings to him. Sickness is evil, but God is good. God wants to give you good health, divine health. Sickness comes from the enemy. Evil also means wrong and useless. Now. This is the spiritual principle. Listen carefully. If you want anything in your life, you need to talk about it. Definitely, listen. God wants you to have all the good things because God is completely good. And if you want good, you need to talk about good. And if you have bad things in your life, you don't talk about it all the time. Don't talk about bad things in your life all the time. You know why? The reason: if you keep talking about your problem, your problem will perpetuate indefinitely all the time in your life. If you keep focusing on "I'm poor," "I'm sick," "I'm weak," "I'm tired," "I'm exhausted," "I cannot sleep," "I cannot sleep," "My life is miserable." If you keep talking like that, those problems gonna keep perpetuating and keep coming back and coming back. You need to talk health, even though you have a symptom. You need to talk prosperity, even though the economy is quite bad. You need to talk strength, even though you feel tired. You need to keep speaking and talking the positive, the good things that God provide for you. I know that on last Sunday morning, I'm gonna have to lay hand on 1,000 people. When I wake up, I say like this: Today I'm strong. Today, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when I got down to start to pray for people, I begin to be filled with the Holy Spirit and start to laugh in the Holy Spirit, and I did not feel tired at all, did not feel hungry either. Just the strength of the Lord was upon me because I spoke strength. 
I spoke the joy of God. I didn't say today. I think my back gonna hurt. I lay hand on so many people, cast so many demons out. Oh, I'm gonna be in trouble. No, no. When I walk out from the hotel room, I say today many demons gonna come out. Today many people gonna be saved. Today I'm gonna be strong to minister to 1,000 people. Amen. I need to speak positive about myself. The Bible say, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Everyone say seek. Not only that, we need to speak the good things that God wants to give to us all day long. We need to seek God. Amos chapter 5 verse 4 and 6. For thus say the Lord to the house of Israel, seek me and leave. Verse 6, seek the Lord and leave. The second principle of how to receive the goodness from the Lord, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 34, seek peace. God is the prince of peace. We seek God. And if we seek God, we will live a long life. Definitely, there are so many good things that we can receive from the medications that the doctor prescribed for us. There's so many good things that we can receive from nutrition, vitamin D, calcium, CoQ10, and all these supplements. It's good. But we need to make sure that we don't put those higher than God. We should not seek those medications and seek other things more than God. We should realize that God come before something else. We should turn our face to God first instead of turning our face to the medication first. We should seek God for our healing, our help, and our deliverance first. Even though we are not against medication, we are not against nutrition and supplements. We are not against seeing the doctor, but our heart should seek the Lord first. Everyone say, seeking the Lord first. Before the medication. So that is the key. We need to seek the Lord first. In Psalm 34, verses 14 to 15, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. This is the step of living a long life and see many good days. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears are open to their cry. When you get into trouble, you stop evil thing. You do good. Stop speaking negative. Stop speaking bad things. And start speaking good. And then what next? Seek the Lord. Cry out to the Lord for help. If your husband is not a believer, instead of complaining, talk bad. If you have marriage problem, instead of talking bad, cursing and negative against your wife and your husband, keep talking negative, negative, negative. You start to stop speaking negative and start doing good to your spouse, showing good to her or him, even though he and she may not respond to you right away. Start to do good. And then what next? The Bible said the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. You need to repent and shape up your life and stop doing things that you used to do. If you used to watch pornography and your wife cannot handle you anymore, and she said, I don't want you anymore. You need to stop pornography. Otherwise, it will never stop. The marriage problem will never stop because you will continue to live a sinful life. You need to say, I'm going to be righteous from now on. I'm going to repent of my sin. I'm going to shape up my life. And I'm going to cry out to God for help. Seek God. I will seek God first before the counselor, man counselor. I will go to God first, shape up my life first. There's a story in the Bible. This story about King Hezekiah. One day Hezekiah got sick and he's going to die. And look at what the Bible says. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. In Isaiah 38, verses 1 to 5. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus said the Lord, set your house in order. Shape up, repent, turn around, don't do evil things anymore. Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord. 
The Bible said a while ago, his ears are open to their cry. He turned around, he repented, and he sought the Lord and prayed to the Lord. He sought the goodness of God and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. Now he said, I want to shape up my life. I want to seek you with all my heart. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus said the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. Everyone say, God have heard my prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days. Fifteen years. One decade and a half. The story of Hezekiah is a good lesson to all of us about turning from evil, stop speaking bad, repenting. If I have problem with my wife, I don't blame her first. Why we have problem? You have a problem. You are the problem. No, 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 no. I need to repent first. I need to fix my life first and then my family will be restored. I don't blame my wife. I don't blame my boss. I need to fix the way I work. I come to work on time or not, or i lazy and play Facebook during work, or listen to music instead of working hard. We cannot blame God. We need to fix ourselves. We need to turn away from our wicked way and our bad way, and then seek the Lord and cry out to the Lord. Hezekiah going to die. He turned around. He repented. And before the man of God, the prophet Isaiah, left his property, just before he left, the Lord spoke to him, turn around, go back, tell him, okay, I heard your cry, I heard your prayer, you repented, I extended your life 15 more years. Do you see how to receive the goodness of the Lord? Let me ask this question. Did the Lord change? His mind. No. Look at what Isaiah 38 verse 20 say. Who changed here? Not the Lord. The Lord was ready to save me. This is what Hezekiah said. Therefore we will sing my songs with string instrument all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. Hezekiah said the Lord was ready to save me. In other words, listen carefully. The Lord sitting on the throne. He's always good. He's always want the best thing for our life. He wants us to live a long life, see many good days, and have seen many good things. Always that way. He never changed. But the reason we die young, the reason the family break down, the reason we get poor and sick, is not the will of the Lord. It's we do it ourselves. We determine our future. If we keep doing evil, watching pornography, thinking negative about our spouse, talking bad, yelling, used cussing word in the house, controlling spirit, manipulating, doing all these evil things and bad things, definitely we're going to read the bad things and we cannot blame God. God say, hey, I give you freedom of choice. You sow bad, you reap bad. And you die young and you lose your family. So don't blame me. But if you turn around and do the right thing, and you cry out to me, you shape up your life, set your house in order, set your lifestyle in order, quit watching pornography in the internet, do good things, I will turn the situation around for you. But you need to shape up your life first. I'm so quiet in this room. <laughs> I don't go around the bush, I tell you the truth, okay? Hezekiah did something Hezekiah changed something on the inside of him, changed his word and his action. God never changed. God's still the same. God's still good. And God wants to give good to people. But who changed? Hezekiah changed. We need to change. Don't blame the Lord. We need to change first. And then the Lord will restore us and hear our cry, seek the Lord. Amen? Actually, I'm going to read many passages of Scripture right now to show that we are the one who determine 
or who dictate how long we're going to live. How many people want to die young? How many people want to live a long life? I want to tell you right now, your action will dictate how long you're going to live. Don't blame God. God is the one who always want you to have a long life, good things, see many good days. That is His perfect will. Look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. How many people read the Bible? How many people go to the CD table and listen to the teaching every single day? How many people know the command of God and practice the command of God? Or you don't care about the Bible? You don't care about the Word of God? You never even pick up the CD and listen every single day and soak in and practice? We heard about tithe and 10% every week. And you're still stealing from God. You say, no, 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 I don't care about this 10% thing. And God say, if you don't obey me, I'm sorry, I cannot protect you. Then the devourer will come and attack you. And if you die young, don't blame me. So the key is, do not forget my law. Let your heart keep my commands and length of days and long life and peace. They will add to you. Not only that. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Buy them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Not only that we know the command of God, we should treat people with mercy. Don't destroy people's reputation. Don't cause problems to other people. And go into the office and gossip, 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 and cause other people to lose their job torture other people, take advantage of other people. We should walk in truth and mercy. If you borrow money, return money. Don't take advantage of people. Amen? Don't cheat. Don't do bad things. God say, walk in the truth and walk in mercy. Always take the side of mercy and truth, not on the lie and taking advantage of people. Amen? Proverbs chapter 9, verses 10 to 12. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be multiplied. How many people want your days be multiplied? Amen. What do you do? The fear of the Lord. What does it mean, the fear of the Lord? Hate evils and love God and stand in awe before the Lord. The fear of the Lord means stand in awe before the Lord. You know, I never come to church with this kind of attitude. Everyone singing song to God, and I just, I don't care. I always stand in awe before the Lord. I always fear the Lord. He is the King of all kings. He's the Lord of all Lord. I check my attitude that I come to church not with a casual attitude that, hey, I'm a Seattle person. I'm going to be casual. I can wear the short to go to work. I, I don't mean that you cannot wear short to come to church. I don't mind. I don't care. I never look at people's clothes. But it's an attitude. How you treat God. Do you fear the Lord or you treat God like your friend and just slap on his head? Get out of here. No, you should treat him with awe, with respect, with honor. We need to honor the Lord. Amen? And not only that, we need to hate evil. Anytime evil comes in, you say, no, 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 no. I don't want evil. I don't want sin in my life. If you can do that, for by me, your days will be multiplied. Years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. If you have the fear of God, God is going to give you the wisdom, and you're going to be wise, and you will not do stupid things, and you will not die young. A lot of people die young because they do stupid things. Because they don't have the fear of the Lord. They just do whatever they want. Amen? Anytime when you click on the computer and see some pop, 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 see a nude person, and you feel, should I go in there? You say, no. I fear God. I'm not going to click on that nude picture to get in to see something. Because the fear of the Lord is in your heart. But you get in, you open the door for death to come in. Walking in the flesh reaps corruption. Die young. Soon. How many people want to practice what the Word of God says? 
Ooh, so quiet today. <laughs> Isaiah 5, 22, 21. Isaiah 5, 22, 21. Are you okay? Can I continue a little bit more? Wow, today good food. Steak, big steak. Isaiah 5, 22, 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter For sweet and sweet for bitter, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. What does it mean, woe? Curse, bad stuff, bad things. How many people want good in your life? You want good? Don't do this. Those who call evil good. Isaiah chapter five twenty to twenty one talk about one of the main. Areas of how the devil operates on earth here. The devil will put into people's mind lie, deception, that evil is good and good is evil. Have you ever heard people attack Christian church, attack the Bible, attack Jesus? Oh, they say these Christian people are weak people. They need God. They're so weak. I don't need church. I am wise in my own eyes. I can handle my own life. All oh, those go to church. No, bad. I can do my own things. That is called you make good evil. Good look like evil. But to them, watching pornography is good. They make evil good. They say evil is so good. Drinking, doing bad things is good. And that's what happened to Adam and Eve. Yes. When God told Eve that don't touch that tree, don't eat the fruit of that tree, you shall die, and the devil come in with deception, with lies. He say, "Did God really say that? Look at the tree, so nice, so beautiful. I think the fruit must be very delicious. No, 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 no. You'll be fine. You will not die. That tree is good. If you touch it." You will have the knowledge of good and evil. Hey, it's good to have more knowledge, is that right? You're going to become PhD. You're going to be smart to have the knowledge of good and evil. It's good. Take it. It's good. So the devil turned around. What is evil? To be good in the eyes of Eve. And Eve listened to him, took the fruit, ate, and then they lost their eternal life. Adam and Eve got into trouble because they listened to Satan. They turned evil into the good things in their own mind, and this is the way the devil is deceiving all the people around the world, lying, lying, lying that evil is good. Keep doing it, amen. So we need to be careful not to turn. Evil into the good things in your own mind and keep practicing it. Look at another principle: the principle of good and evil. Okay, stop speaking bad, speaking only good. Stop doing evil, doing good. Amen. Seek the Lord, repent of your sin as soon as possible, and you're gonna live a long life. Look at another story in the Bible, talking about good and bad here. In First Samuel chapter twenty-four, verses nine to thirteen, and David said to Saul, "Why do you listen to the words of men who say, 'Indeed, David seeks your harm'? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand, in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spare you, and I said, 'I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord.'" For he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand, and I have not sinned against you. Yet you hurt my life and take it. Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you, 
as the proverb of the ancient say. This is the key word I want to say. Wickedness proceeds from the wicked, but my hand shall not be against you. You know the story. King Saul chased after David and wanted to kill him badly. Jealousy. One time when David had a chance to kill Saul, he did not do it. He said, "I'm not going to touch this man. He is an anointed one. The Lord appointed him, anointed him. So if he makes something wrong, did something wrong, it's the job of God. The Lord going to took him out and punish him. Not me. I'm not going to be the one who do wickedness, wicked things. And he mentioned that wickedness proceed from the wicked. So be careful." Check your heart every day. Do you have the right heart, the good heart, or you have a wicked heart? If you have a wicked heart, I can guarantee you're gonna speak wicked words. You're gonna do wicked things. Don't say like this. You know, let us do some evil thing in order to accomplish something that is good. That leader, that pastor is doing something bad. I'm gonna get rid of him for God. I'm gonna get rid of that pastor for God. I'm gonna gossip about him, send email, put in the blog, and attack this pastor until he lost his job. It's not our job. Let God deal with him. We are not gonna put in the blogs to attack anybody. If you do that, it means you have a wicked heart, and you just want to destroy people's reputation. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't type in the computer. Send email to attack, to kill anybody's reputation. Let the Lord deal with them. You don't do it yourself, amen. Be like David. Have a good heart. Love people. Don't use email and blog and internet all this thing to destroy people's reputation, amen. Luke chapter six verses forty-three to forty-five. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs. From thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man. How many people want to be a good man? I want to be a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth good. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. You see. If we want to live a long life, we want God to show goodness to us. We need to make sure we become a good person, not sowing evil things, doing bad things. Amen. Don't hurt people, don't injure people, damage people, but just love people, do good things to people. Out of the good heart inside, you're gonna do good to people, and you're gonna live a long life. God gonna bless you with many good things. I admitted that before I became a Christian, I was an evil man. Pastor Dan knew very well. I'm not evil man anymore. Before I became a Christian, I was a bad man. I was selfish, lying all the time, very manipulative, cunning. I was very cunning actually. Very manipulative. How God saved a bad man like me by sending somebody to preach the gospel to me. I accepted Jesus Christ. I accepted the good God into my life, and the goodness of God came in to give me a new heart, a new good heart. He took out the heart of the stone out of me, and made me a good man by the Spirit of God. Then I become the good man, not because I'm good myself, but because I received Jesus into my life. The answer to the world is not politics. It's not school. It's not money. The answer to this wicked world, sinful world, is the Lord Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus, you receive good. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. And He is the good God, and He wants to give us the good things. And as Christian, we need to fill our life. If you want to be a good man, good woman, you need to fill your life or your heart 
with good things of God. You fill your heart with the good word of God. You fill your life with the good spirit of the good God. And you need to fellowship with good children of God. Pick the good church. Be around the good Christians who will sow to you good things. Don't hang around evil people. Amen. As Christians today, we need to be aware of our environment, TV, internet, movies, books. And if there are evils in them, you have to be careful. You know why? If you keep feeding evil and bad, it's going to get into you. And it's going to become part of your life. You become what you eat. I can tell, if you tell me right now, I eat a very little, little a day. But you keep gaining weight. I know right away you lie to me. <laughs> you become what you eat. If you eat, you feed upon yourself. <laughs> you feed upon yourself the evil things. The evil is going to rub on you and become part of you. And eventually it will come out from you and you're going to do evil things and you're going to have a short life and have many bad days. The same thing why we come to church. Listen to the sermon, listen to the CD, read the Bible, get prayed for, lay hand, fill with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship, go to care group, fellowship with strong, good Christians all the time. You know why? That is the same thing. You are cleaning and cleaning the bad stuff out of you. And fill yourself with the good stuff, good things, good word, good spirit, and good fellowship. And eventually you're going to become a good man and good woman, and you're going to speak good, do good. And you're going to be successful, live a long life, have seen many days, many good days of your life because you feed yourself with the good things all the time. Abstain yourself from the bad things. Teenagers in this room, I want to encourage you. Don't hang around with friends who talk about committing fornication, getting high, taking drugs, stealing stuff from the shopping mall. If your friends are like that, stay away from them as soon as possible. You need to stay around with good friends in the church that love God, on fire for God, love the fire, love the word, want to serve God, rub on each other, the good people, not the bad friends at school that, that try to lead you into pre-marriage sex and pregnancy and bad stuff. Try to stay away from all those friends. Don't let them rub upon you. Have you ever heard people say like this? These people go to church, they, have, they are brainwashed. Have you heard that? These Christians are brainwashed by the pastor. You smile and say, yes, I need to wash. I need the washing. <laughs> I need it. I need to be cleansed by the living water of the Word of God. I need the file of God to clean me up. I need a wash, a good wash. Because I have a lot of evil in me, but when I grow up, I need to wash all those things out and put in good things. I need a good church. I need a good fellowship. I need to be around good people. I need a lot of washing and cleaning and purging so that I can be a good man and a good woman and I can speak good and do good and I can be successful, victorious, living a long life and I can see many good days. Then God will extend my life. Until, oh, 120 years old. I'm going to see my kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. I will walk around with good knees and good ankle, good hip, no hip replacement. I'm going to travel all over the world when I become 100 years old because I hang around with good people and have brainwashed. Thank you for the brainwashed. Amen. You learned something today? The goodness of God. Good and evil. How many people promise God that you're going to watch your mouth from now on? How many people say that you're going to abstain from evil deeds? How many people say that I'm going to seek the Lord first? Repent of our sin. Amen. How many people say that I want to be a good man and good woman? How many people say I need to be brainwashed? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I need to be washed. <laughs> I need to be washed. How many people say? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is there any person in this room that don't know Jesus? Or you may have come to church, but you never really been born again and have Jesus in your heart. 
have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus today. As I say, you can be a good man and good woman by only receiving the good God into your life. He will give you a new heart, a good heart, and take away the stony heart by receiving Him into your life. That's what happened to me 32 years ago, and I never regret it. If or if you backslid, you have backslidden, you have walked away from God. You say today I want to come back to God. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Come back to the Lord. If you want to do that, can you come out here? And I would like to pray with you. You say, I want to accept Jesus. I want to come back to the Lord. Today, I want to make a public confession, public announcement that I'm going to walk with Jesus Christ. Walk out here. Come out here, and I will pray with you. Anyone? Are you all Christians? Anyone that don't know Jesus? Or anyone don't walk with God for a long time? You say, I want to come back to God. Come out here. Now, another question. How many people say that I face the problem like Hezekiah? Maybe not the issue of life and death, but the issue that you need God's help so much. You say, I need to seek the Lord today. I'm going to shape up my life. I want God to help me. Hezekiah turned to the wall. Today, you're going to turn to God and cry now to God. If you're those people who say, God, I need help, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to turn away from my old way and ask God for helping. Come out here. We're going to pray with you. If you are those people, come out here. You say, I need help. Maybe financial help, maybe family, maybe sickness. You say, God, I need your help. Turn to God today. Come out here. Lord, I will set my hope, my family, set my life in order, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in Your name, I lift.